Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter 2021 Von Nelson Small Cap Value Recap Call. In the third quarter of 2021, the Von Nelson Small Cap Value Strategy returned a negative 1.53% gross and negative 1.78% net. And that's up against the Russell 2000 value at negative 2.98%. This brings the year-to-date total for the Von Nelson Small Cap Value Strategy to 19.91% gross. 19.04% net, and again against the Russell 2000 value at 22.92%. With me today is Portfolio Manager Stephen Davis, and with that, Stephen, I will turn things over to you. Great. Thanks, Dan. Um, What we talked about last time, we said that markets were likely to trade sideways in the near term with investors trying to get reads on China growth, the unemployment picture, inflation rates, monetary actions that continue to get diluted the bigger the Fed's balance sheet gets, and the direction and ultimate utility of the U.S. dollar. Squaring off bets and booking profits seemed to be the name of the game, while investors got a handle on expectations and whether to make risk-on or risk-off bets. It seems this is mostly still the case today. We've continued to push back a, quote, full recovery because of the Delta variant, global supply chain issues, and structural and frictional labor availability issues. As COVID cases began to decline late in the third quarter, markets embraced risk by boosting economically sensitive sectors and increasing sovereign interest rates globally. Economic growth continues to be hindered by supply chain disruptions, low inventories, and rising commodity prices. As we move into 2022, markets should start to get a glimpse of what the new post-COVID normal looks like and to what extent inflation will be transitory. There is some solace in the fact that the inflationary cycle is now in a growth downturn, but such a downturn is no guarantee that inflation will be as low as it was for the last decade. Globally, there are significant geopolitical, demographic, and industry shifts underway that will materially change supply chains, trade flows, inflationary pressures, and currency flows. These shifts will become more apparent as we move through 2022 and could materially impact asset prices. Fed liquidity support has peaked so likely expect more choppy sideways action out of the market's near term. Tapering is now in futures prices and inflation break-evens, and liftoff from the low-rate environment is being discounted sometime in 2023. Similar to our thoughts from last quarter, when you put all these factors and outlooks together, we continue to reduce overall portfolio cyclicality without getting overly defensive, and we'll talk more about the portfolio in detail here in a bit. U.S. equity markets were led by larger cap stocks in the third quarter with the S&P rising marginally and the Russell 2000 value falling a couple percent. International equity markets were also mixed with key European indices rising, offsetting weakness in China and emerging markets, with the MSCI EFA falling a little bit in U.S. dollar. Returns were mixed in the third quarter as global equity markets grappled with slowly slowing economic growth, rising energy prices, material supply chain disruptions offset by falling COVID cases and improving employment conditions. Global economic growth continues to moderate with particular weakness emanating from China near term. China has long been the engine of global growth, but with China's policy focused on rebalancing its domestic economy, the world will have to look elsewhere for economic leadership. Commodities in the U.S. dollar didn't make much noise for the overall quarter, aside from natural gas prices that continue to hover at seven-year highs on supply issues and real concerns about underinvestment in the traditional fossil fuel space with all the green energy focus worldwide. 
Credit spreads traded in a very narrow range during the quarter, finishing slightly higher over treasuries uh, and a little wider um, than at the beginning of the quarter. Credit quality remains very good, and the demand for corporate bonds is very strong. Turning to portfolio positioning, as it relates to the portfolio, our goal in the medium term is to have a cyclically exposed portfolio, albeit with a lower beta than the benchmark and more exposure to a later stage recovery. We're avoiding most things that have any meaningful exposure to demand pull forward or have relied on one-time stimulus measures to drive earnings growth. We believe we still have a catch-up phase for some of our undervalued growth holdings, and if growth slows or margins revert, or if margins mean revert, the current market leadership should give back their gains while our holdings should continue to have support at current levels. For the third quarter, the sectors contributing to our positive relative performance were healthcare, communication services, and industrials. And the sectors contributing to negative relative performance were materials, real estate, and information technology. There wasn't a key theme driving a bulk of the performance dispersion. A few materials names dropped on concerns of the potential China Evergrande contagion. A few energy companies did well on the heels of strong natural gas prices, but other than that, there weren't readily identifiable themes driving Q3 performance one way or the other. Some of the meme stocks and companies, followed by uh, users and and short-term traders, corrected a bit in the third quarter, but have rebounded early in this fourth quarter. There is still ample liquidity and seemingly a buy-the-dip mentality still out in the market today. In the third quarter, we continued the push of keeping smart cyclicality with lower beta and adding more undervalued earnings growth names that we believe should be core EPS compounders over time. And we added a few undervalued asset names that we believe the value will be found in an extended recovery that is still on the come. The majority of companies we added have taken share during the pandemic and are positioned to deliver higher than industry growth for the foreseeable future. I believe we're up to 67 names in the portfolio, which for now shouldn't deviate much from that level, and the characteristics remain similar to previous quarters, higher ROAs, less levered balance sheets, many companies we believe to have pricing power as well as greater than market EPS growth potential, and all at similar valuations to our index. We are optimistic for quick resolutions in some of our holdings. We have a bidding war for a television broadcaster as we speak and an activist that now owns approximately 9% of one of our IT services companies. We're hoping for positive announcements in both of these companies before year end. We remain underweight the fixed income proxies such as REITs and utilities, underweight financials mostly via regional banks, overweight technology, industrials, and materials, but have a much different profile of holdings in these buckets versus our index. Similar to what we hold, we're going to continue to look for new companies with sustainable top and bottom lines, pricing power, consolidating industry structures, self-help opportunities, and strong balance sheets, all are good valuations. We're still finding many bottom-up ideas uh, with company-specific attributes and catalysts, all at reasonable valuations, and we're not sacrificing our return objectives. So to sum up, The market is looking into 2022, and right now investors are seeking clarity on real durable underlying demand versus simply pent-up inventory replenishment in the near term. We think companies that have right-size organization over the past year and position themselves to grow earnings well into the future, not just via inventory replenishment, will continue to outperform companies that have relied on stimulus and passing through temporary inflation pressures. 
We have concentrated the portfolio in such names and are confident that they will be rewarded and will be closely watching the data moving forward from here to make any necessary portfolio adjustments. So with that, Dan, I'll turn it back over to you. Well, thanks, Stephen, and certainly appreciate the insights on the quarter and looking into small cap products. So um, with that, good luck here as we enter into the fourth quarter and look forward to catching up with you at the end of the year. Great. Thanks. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.